All right. So I'm just gonna have to read through it, and we'll have to see what's going on later. But um, <sighs> do it. Fuck me. All right. So Wardon is now nearly instantly activated. In addition, Wardon has been moved to the fastest super cooldown tier, make it more available. Okay. So they're how are they nerfing it if they're making the Wardon more available? Probably nerfing its effectiveness. Okay. Got it. Uh, so it's simple that if a hunter were to jump at you and you cast Blade Barrage, the Titan can now pretty reliably activate Ward of Dawn before any enemy supers. Okay, so it's just like oh, a fast, fast a. setup. And then avoid shields. Alright, so this avoid shield does here. Oh, you can drop the shield down as it's the stronger... Oh, and you can still toss shields! Okay, that's kind of sick. I don't know why I wouldn't just use... I mean, I guess if you want to toss a shield here and there. I can see how that could be a nerf, kind of. Like, why would you not just pop the bubble? If it comes back faster, I mean, do you, I guess to throw a random shield, but that's about it. it. Doesn't make any sense. Offensive bulwark. Okay, so what's going on with Hunter? Okay, we all know the vanishing step bullshit, but are they getting a buff nerf? What's happening? They need still, a buff. Still shooting. Yeah, they're still shooting bows. Oh, they go invis when they dodge, I guess, when they shoot their bow now. Well, we go invis anyways when we dodge. Yeah, that's what I figured. So what's... Alright, in addition to the Special Blade Super, the Shadow Shot variants that Hunters are accustomed to, Deadfall and Mobius Quiver can be found. Um, Mobius Quiver will follow volleys of three arrows that will now track targets and make them volatile if they are tethered. Okay, so volatile, I guess, is the new... What does volatile do? Hold on. Damaging enemies near them. Target will explode and avoid detonation. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay, so it makes them volatile. Um, and shadow shots now pull enemies towards it uh, when it impacts the surface. There's a snare bomb that will now weaken opponents. It's pretty much the same stuff, right? They're really not, they don't really change that much except for that bulwark thing, right? Seems about it. Well, it depends how much damage that does. Because if it does like decent damage, then like, good. Oh! She Three at a time. That shot three traps at a time. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. What the? And then you do like this weird... What was that? What was that move? This little... That was the snare bomb ability. Where you go invis and you slam down the ground. You blind them around you. And then you can... Okay, that's kind of cool. Alright, there's some cool Hi. stuff here. There's some cool stuff here. Hi, Sneaky. How's it going? Sorry, guys. We're going to have to reset my stream after this. But we're going to finish up this. Okay, I want to see what's going on. So, Warlock Warlock Void is probably my favorite. Out of all of them, I've always used Warlock. Like, Nova. Nova Bomb's always been my shit. Um, Alright, so Nova Warp a Super lets uh, teleport. Okay, uh, with the Vorte Vortex Super Enhancement, a player's Nova Bomb will now draw enemies into the singularity it creates. Okay. That's kind of cool. So it's no longer just a, a slam down. It'll actually bring them in. Um, and then with Cataclysm Enhancement, it will cause it to travel across the battlefields and seek out enemies. I mean, that's standard. Detonations will shatter into smaller seeking. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so it's same thing. Uh, pocket sing Singularity fires an unstable ball of void energy and detonates most near enemies, pushing them away from the blast and making them volatile. Okay, let's see what they got. Okay. 
the people who like the developers who make these videos what are they shooting oh you do extra damage inside of that what was that what the fuck did he just use what the was that the super no empowering rift so it just makes you sh shoot faster stronger void soul vampirism what is void soul vampirism That's it? That's all they showed us? Alright, bet. Hold on the grenade button, feed the void, child of the old gods. Cast your rift to summon a void soul. When you damage an enemy with your weapon, your void soul will launch itself towards them and detonate nearby, attaching draining tendrils which deal damage and weaken the target. It restores either melee and grenade energy if running healing rift or health if running empowering. Oh, so you could basically be a Void Warlock healer if you wanted to. Technically. Oh, hell yeah. Technically, because you could just use Empowering Rift and you get Probably. health to whoever's in your, your Void Soul whatever rift that you're doing. What's up, Commander? Uh, okay, what is this one? All right. uh, Warlock Void Chaos Accelerant. Okay, so you throw the grenade. It seeks now. Yo, that's dope. Amen. Kreeza with five gifted subs. What are you doing? Kreeza, which is typical 42, Mr. Forbet, Dahlia, Zanatos, and Drax. Bro, hype in the chat. Kreeza, can I get a shout out for Kreeza, please? Kreeza, what are you doing? Hold the fucking phone right now. Five more gifted subs to Kitty, Jim, Call Me Gamers, Jay Has, and Firefox. Yo, somebody take away her button, bro. Can I get a shout out to Kreeza here? What are you doing, Kreeza? What are you doing? Holy shit, guys. Do me a favor. If you guys are listening online or here in chat, please go listen to Kreeza. Go check her out. Oh, see, I can hear this in game. Another one? That's eleven subs tonight. What are you what are you what are you smoking on? What you doing over there? What are you doing, Kreeza? Guys, do me a favor, go follow her. If you have not followed, if you're listening at home, please go follow Kreeza. That is K-R-E-E-Z-A-A. -E -E Don't make the mistake I made. Don't make the mistake I made. Don't follow me. Oh, we're following you. It's happening. I love you, Kreeza. Thank you so much for those gifted subs. You're the shit as always. Not shit. The shit. Unlike Vaughn, who is shit. You're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. I mean, you gotta be a certain way when you're uh, coughing up condoms, you know? You know? You just you gotta work that time somehow. Give me one bro. roommate sandwich. <laughs> it was cake. Was it keg night? What's happening here? <laughs> right. So. Void 3.0 sounds interesting, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be game-breaking anyway. I'm trying to find if there's anything else. All right, so everything we know. What's new? Okay. So Savathun's Throne World. Okay, got it. Untamable. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, Mars is going to reappear, uh, and Savathun's ship presents itself. Okay, so Mars is coming back. Kreeza, I love you too. Sorry for the distraction. No, it's worth the distraction. You're amazing. Thank you so much. Um, maybe you guys can, in chat, let us know what you guys are interested in. 
uh, next for Destiny 2 because we want to get an idea of what you guys are looking forward to because we are, I am super noob when it comes to all this right now. Um, so let's figure out the rest. So, Witch Queen campaign, of course. Let's get some new enemies. Okay, Guardians will go against the biggest threat they've ever faced. Savathun's army of Hive Guardians called the Lucent Brood. These Hive are resurrected by Hive Ghost, which gives them the same Arc Solar and Void abilities, which will be interested. I wonder how powerful those that's going to be. Like, how much do you think that's going to be? Do you think like, they're going to use their super and it's going to be just shitting on us? Anybody? Nobody? Sorry, I'm in an Iron Banner match. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Understandable. Um, okay, weapon crafting. This is what... We gotta get to the goodies here. The weapon crafting. Um, did you order 66 the channel points? Nope. They are just off of the mini podcast, and then we'll put them right back on. Well, I just re-download Destiny 2, so I'm just curious if I have to buy all the expansions, or I can skip straight to Witch Queen. You can just skip straight to Witch Queen. Just buy it, and you should be good to go. Alright, so first things first, the Glaive, an all-new first-person melee weapon. Versatile options, you can also shoot projectiles. Uh, it's a class-specific exotic versions will be available as well. So very much like Taken King, where they had like class-specific weapons, or they had weapon damage types ones. You do the same thing with class-specific ones. Um, so it lets them launch a bubble shield onto the battlefields. The Warlock Glaive uh, sends out a turret that heals nearby allies. That's dope. And the Hunter Glaive unleashes a chain lightning that tracks and defeats enemies. Yo, these sound sick. Yeah, they sound fucking gnarly. Um, I'm really excited for the Glaives, personally. The Glaives sound great. I mean, dude, imagine being a Titan. You can just launch a bubble shield onto the battlefield whenever you want. So you can play as Ark, and then you can still get a bubble. That sounds kind of broken. I'm not going to lie. That sounds... Sounds like it's going to be causing some troubles, man. But just to share more exotic weapons, the Osteo Stringer submachine gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll figure those out. Uh, okay, so the Glaive first needs to be crafted in the Enclave social space. Weapon crafting is new to Destiny 2 world, uh, but Bungie has provided some stuff. Players will need to find weapon schematics called patterns, along with necessary materials. Okay, great. And then with compatible traits that suit the player's needs, patterns and crafting materials come from special random drop versions of weapons with a trait called Deep Sight Resonance. What? Special drop versions of weapons. So, oh, so you can only get these patterns for cra and crafting materials only from Hi. these specific drop weapons? Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with that personally. But there's like so many weapons in the game. Why wouldn't everything just have this deep sight resonance or whatever? It's probably too much of a pain in the ass to go back and change them. So they just load everything out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Doom in. Welcome in, brother. Wrecked. Uh, and using the allows players to complete objectives that unlock crafting components. Okay. So you have to. Okay. Wait. Huh? Uh, drop version of weapons with a trait. And then. And using them, using the crafting materials and the patterns, you have to complete objectives to unlock crafting components. A lengthy part of weapon crafting is the new weapon progression system, which has players completing objectives with weapons to upgrade. Now, I like that, though, because that reminds me of Destiny 1. Remember Destiny 1, where you had to just get a fuck ton of kills with a weapon in order to like get all the little parts unlocked that you could use? Yeah, was, like, all the perks school. and shit. Yeah, that took forever. 
But I mean, they did a great job in Destiny 2 with objectives, like, you know, get 50 kills and a strike or whatever. Like, they made it more easily attainable, whereas back then you literally just go to public events and just kill as much shit as you could as fast as you humanly possibly could. Um, okay, further enhancing its weapon system, Bungie's introducing 14 new weapon traits called origin traits. Okay, we're definitely going to click on that in a second. Uh, they'll add abilities exclusive to weapons earned from activities. Okay, this is cool. This is what I, I think I was mentioning earlier, Vaughn, was, uh, for example, in Trials of Osiris, trait is called uh, Alacrity. Okay. I am not saying that right. Uh, and grants increased stability, aim assist range, and reload speed. So you can get specific traits for specific things that you do. Uh, like Nightfall Strikes, Vanguard Strikes, Crucible Gambit will all have uh, origin traits. Foundry Weapons, um, Hake, Amalon, Suros, and Vice will have their own Foundry origin traits. So different weapon types and manufacturers will also have origin traits. That's kind of sick. Uh, I wonder if you can like, if you can only have one origin trait per weapon. Mm. Like, is that a base sense. trait and you build off of it? I'm guessing that these you have to unlock these origin traits per weapon. And I guess it's what you use the weapon in the most. Like, if you get a new... I, I kind of see it as this. Like, you get a new weapon, and then you play PvP with that weapon. It gets origin traits for that, because you're using that specific weapon in PvP. Um, I'm wondering if that's how they do it. I mean, it'd be kind of crazy. Like, imagine you have to use, like, a specific weapon for PvE. Like strike specifically or something. It's kind of weird. Do it. Or don't do. What if you unlock them just by doing that content, and then you can use them on whatever you want? Like you just unlock them. Period. For that character, that make the most sense. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah. Teresa, (laughs) cat, you were figuring out what that message meant. Yeah, you just gotta type it. You get some free points. Uh, okay, let's see. Sub uh, void. We already went over that. All right, new raids, dungeon, six-player activity. Okay, let's see what we got. Um, okay, we'll feature a new raid that takes place inside the sunken pyramid ship, and that is set to launch March fifth. So you only have two weeks to get your shit together uh, before the raid launches. So that's pretty standard. What they do with every launch. Content vault. Okay, this Forsaken campaign, Tangled Shore, and Year Four seasons will leave Destiny Two. And entered the Destiny Hi. content vault. Uh, the Last Wish Raid and the Shattered Throne dungeon will stay in the game as well as year four activities like Battlegrounds and Proving Grounds Strike. Okay, that's weird. No dark mode? No dark mode. What's dark mode? Oh, my dark mode here? This is dark mode, kind of. Rip your retinas. Yeah, my retinas are kind of... Well, I'm already getting blinded by the light over here. Release date. Okay, got it, got it, got it. So... Alright, weapon crafting seems to be the the coolest part of the upgrade. It's kind of the main reason I'm coming back to Destiny in, like, in general. I love that you can just get an item, and then you unlock some cool shit. Oh my god. You get some cool shit. You're gonna make the world's rangiest hand cannon. You're the most rangiest hand cannon? (laughs) Yeah. I'm definitely gonna go double damage as much as possible on hand cannon. Like, I want to do, like, a quick draw. Quick draw with a... I don't know. Range finder. Quick draw. And maybe... 
don't know. I don't even know. They, they're going to have new things, too. They're going to have all sorts of new traits. So we're going to see what happens. Crusader, what's up, man? How's it going? Uh, Zion, thoughts, comments, concerns, Destiny 2, life? What you got? I want to know what the two PvP maps are. It is weird that I've been gone for two years and they ha they've released one new PvP map. It's kind of it's kind of sus. Like, where's my PvP maps, Bungie? Where are they, Bungie? How you doing, Crowdsader? Dude, we're chilling right now. We're just talking a little mini podcast. Uh, just talking a little bit about uh, everything Destiny Two related. I'm trying to figure out, um. Anything 13 minute Destiny Bungie launches 13 minute video gets played more than 13 minutes of footage. Oh, this is that footage. You guys want to go over this footage? I can't listen. Never mind. I'm not fucking watching that. I can't even listen to it. <laughs> my sound's busted. I have to restart my goddamn computer. <laughs> Never mind. What? Um, okay. I know. Uh, Zan, we can tack this on. It's not Bungie related, but we were talking about, we could talk about the Bungie Sony acquisition. Hello? Are you here? <laughs> Jesus. Zion. Uh. <laughs> fucking A. Never mind. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> A. Jesus. I'm fucking with you. Jesus, um, Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Honestly, they've come out and stated that they want to do like more like post-game content, not so much just in-game, more so like comics, movies, that kind of stuff. So, interesting direction. Uh, Look at it as Sony's first bid in the what we called the upcoming uh, monopolization between them and Microsoft. It's kind of crazy. They were talking about how and we're just going to bullshit now at this point. This is what podcasters do best. Um, they were talking about how they just went to court and they said that they're going to honor all Activision is going to honor all of the PlayStation current exclusives. And they said they were going to extend the contract. That's their words. And then they're going to that's that was that they're they're basically we're trying to get approved through Congress for this merger because it's the largest merger in video game history. So Activision, you know, uh, and Microsoft merger is giant. But Sony has apparently been in the talks with Bungie for like months and months leading up. And they had no idea that the merger was happening. Apparently, that's what they said. The Activision um, Microsoft merger was happening. Now, the big stink right now is that Sony's worried that Activision will cut them out of the market. Um, and I actually saw this video from Adam Conover, of all people, who made a really good point. Um, he was stating that. Microsoft, with how much money they have, comparatively speaking to Nintendo and Sony, they could basically keep Xbox Game Pass running forever at a loss, and they would just Hi. basically wait out the competition. Sony really can't compete. So without those contracts and with, with if they come up with exclusive rights for video games, man, Hi. ooh, it gonna be bad. Fuck your life! Bing bang! It gonna be bad. Um, what are your thoughts on, like, do you think Sony's doing this on purpose to try and, like, buy, do you think they're going to buy up more companies? Like, what do you think is going to go on, man? Marvino, what's up, man? I want to see, we talked about it before during that one podcast when we talked about the, uh, the prior acquisition of Microsoft picking up, uh, yeah. wherever they picked up. Um, you about Microsoft picking up Activision? 
Yeah. Yeah. I've slept since then. Um, I want to see like a couple block, but like CD project reds in the fucking hole. Yeah. I could see them getting yoinked. 100%. Uh, THQ Nordic with dark siders and the Borderlands series, even though borderlands has been popping off. I would love to see them get some more love and support, but that. who knows if they don't just get horseshoed in and then fucked over. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I there's not a lot of other like big triple A's that I can think of that I would like to see. So I think the acquisitions are definitely still going to continue, but I don't think Activision or Microsoft is going to cut off Sony from their contracts, mainly because of how big the player base is. They can make more money by keeping those licenses active and having those mm-hmm. PlayStation people still buy the games and make profit off of that, then right. I think they would eliminating the largest market share of gamers that's out there. So uh, first and foremost, Adam, thank you for the amazingness. Yeah, boy, I'm waiting <laughs> in waiting room if you let me in. Are you coming to talk a little bit, Adam? You trying to come talk? Guys, you want to get on the podcast? We do something weird. We're going to bring some people in. Adam, give us your two thoughts. All right, Adam. Give us your two cents on the the Bungie Activision craziness. Um, you know what? Yeah, welcome yeah. to getting uh on yeah, the spot. You're in the podcast, right. bitch. You're throwing on the spot. Deal with it. Fuck! I thought it was Sunday, dog. What the fuck? All right, it's fine. not Sunday. Um, <laughs> we didn't record two Sundays in a row, so we're doing these little one. We're doing little mini ones right now. Yeah. Damn. The outer hours podcast. Adam. <laughs> Adam got thrown <laughs> on the spot. I did. Uh, I have to say that I think, well, the Bungie and Sony thing has been happening for a while. Okay. So I don't think that Sony is actually like going against uh, Microsoft at all. Is that like I think they, but I think also Sony has to make a big move, like yeah. a big move. Yeah. Um, if they want to stay relevant, and especially Microsoft is like took a huge shot and just like said, all right, well, let's just, let's just throw it in there and just let's see how it rolls. And especially, uh, I always say (laughs) it's funny because, uh, it's like CEO versus CEO, obviously. So it's Uh just like trying to figure out who has the bigger pockets pretty much. Well, that's a no brainer. Microsoft owns everything. They own the operating systems that runs pretty much half the world they run most of the servers that runs half the world i mean the they're in the billions of dollars of revenue versus microsoft sony has billions of dollars of revenue but not compare it's it's like it's like comparing apples to like an apple farm you know what i'm saying like who has more money (laughs) you know what i'm saying like the apples or the apple farm truthfully microsoft has is in the trillions and yeah uh sony is is in the billions but like that's a hundred percent like not even that a thousand yeah that's a thousand percent more revenue oh yeah what sony has it's insanity and that's the thing is they can run like they have not made a single dime off of xbox game pass they to the point where they were selling a package where it's like 50 you pay 50 bucks you get xbox game pass and a fucking xbox they're just giving it away 
And the reason they're doing that is they're basically what Adam Conover was saying that I really agreed with is they're treating it like they're playing like they're Amazon. Basically, they're Amazon right now. Instead of making products and do making things buy it out, do this all this bullshit, they're just gonna buy the games and then just gonna give it to you for ten dollars a month and just literally nobody else can compete. <laughs> they're just gonna keep doing you wanna that know- at a loss. You want to know what I honestly think is next up in the air? What? Since Sony already has an in with Evo and all the fighting games, I could see mm-hmm. them picking up NetherRealm and getting Injustice and Mortal Kombat locked down. I could see that. Mm. I could see that. I could see them doing that a little bit. I was going to go the route of with the Sony Bungie acquisition because Bungie is apparently in the talks of building out like potential movies, TV shows. Like they're going to be using the Sony media side of things where Microsoft's not necessarily into the media side of things. So I would so I think that Microsoft's going to go that route a little bit where they're going to find a way to find some companies that are willing to do like some sort of media asset. They're going to buy like a I could see them buying CD Project Red, quite honestly. And just buying the, the other, outright buying the rights to The Witcher, like just for the, the fuck other of it. like wait Sony or Microsoft Microsoft. The I other one I could it. see, I could, I could I see can, that because like ahead, they're like touching their toes right now. They're touching their toes with the Halo series. Yep, they're like they're poking it and they're like, okay, let's see, let's see how this reacts. Yep, let's see how the tiger reacts. If it does, if it bites back, then we're then we're not going to touch this anymore. If it yep. goes. If we are able to cuddle it and just go roll with it, then let's go. Let's keep going with it. So yep. that's what I think is like the peak, the climax right now is like, how well would this series go? And I'm very skeptical as a like Halo fan. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the I've first already... time climax has ever been said on the podcast, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, climax. Who's that yeah, goofy I, cunt on your chest, Bono? Well, this is this weird guy named Bonafide. I, uh, guys, go buy his merch if you're listening on the podcast, by the way. Another one home, that's kind of an oddball, but I could it. see them doing it since Silent Hill was already in their wheelhouse, is Konami. Oh, I could see them buying Konami. I could see Sony Microsoft buying Sony. Konami. I think Sony, Sony. Could buy that. Yeah, yeah, Sony, Sony could buy Sony, Konami. yes. Yeah. I see uh, Sony. Don't they own Capcom already, or is that Nintendo? That's, uh, I think Capcom's his own thing. Is it? I think Capcom's I think so. next. Then they're gonna buy the whole Street Fighter franchise. I think they like work. I'm pretty sure they work more with Sony, but I think it's like a shared. That's a shared. Um, Capcom war. is owned by the Sujimoto family. Okay, they're gonna get okay. bought out. I just feel like what's what's basically what this has done is it's disrupted the market enough to the point where now it's gonna be a windfall of buying unless the U.S. government steps in and does something about the anti-merger laws because. You know, when you put it in perspective, a $36 billion buyout is huge. Oh, shit. Sneaky. It's true. Ooh, sneaky with the awesomeness. Thank you so much for the bits. 1,500 bits. Jesus Christ, sneaky. It's bad from a business standpoint and a monopoly standpoint, but it's good for a gaming standpoint. (laughs) That's what I'm kind of conflicted about. I don't think it's good for gaming. I think it's fucked for gaming. All right, let's just put it this way. Really? If Microsoft Microsoft owns all of the games, 
there's no need for them to compete with anybody. So they can just basically buy out all these companies and then raise the prices because nobody can say shit about it. And then nobody really has to make any good games because they're not competing against anybody. They're already bought out. They're already owned. There's no reason to like do anything. I do agree with you. I do. But I don't think Phil Spencer wants to do that. I really, really don't think he wants to do that. He doesn't have a choice, brother. (laughs) I don't think Microsoft wants to do that. Oh, yeah. I don't because like, look, they know any good business person knows that competition is good for business. Yep. It's not bad. It's good because it helps you both grow. Yep. And it's just like if you take out the competition, then that's really bad. So I think that like I think this is probably going to be their last purchase for I really hope. It's going to be the last purchase for like the next 10 years because this was a big buy. And it's just like, okay, let's just slow down now. I don't We've think they're going to no, do that. Really? Why? Dude, they made half their the money back already from the acquisition. They did a stock yeah, split. Yeah, skyrocketed. Yeah, their stock went wild. They probably made most of their money back if then some. On top of that, the money that they're going to make generating the new sales from the video games, and then on top of that, you have to realize like this is not this is not like a chip manufacturer or a software company buying a video game company. This is the equivalent of Apple buying Verizon, bro. It's not it's not like it's not like a Blizzard buying, you know, a smaller company to work on StarCraft for the fuck of it. Like this is like. This is the equivalent to, to Verizon. Like, what if Verizon got bought out by Apple? They would have all of the networks. They'd have all of the buildings. They'd have all of the fucking towers. They'd have all of the phones, all of the contracts for the phones, all of the, the personnel that work with them, all of their customer base. They'd own all of it. And so that's the problem. Yep. Is that Activision owns a shit ton of video game IPs, but they also own... Like the Xbox that people play on, the operating system that pe- people's game, like PCs, fucking run on. <laughs> like Sony can't compete, bro. <laughs> like, I mean, if Microsoft really wants to put the dagger in Sony, they need to buy Square Enix. Oh, dude, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Do it. Doubt they can do it. Well, they could afford Square. They can afford Activision. I guarantee they can afford Square Enix. Yeah, I think they- Square Enix would purely go under Sony before they would go to Microsoft. Unless they know. threw the biggest fucking bag at them of all time. They might. I mean, they might might as well. If they really wanted to fuck Sony over, Vaughn's right. Like, that would be the dagger. That would be the end. Another good one that nobody's thinking of. <coughs> Excuse me. Supergiant. Hades. Yeah, but that's really intertwined into No, Sony it's kind of an oddball, but as an indie dev, they've released three of the biggest indie games in the last decade. Right. But there are Bastion, on Game Pass, Transistor, really. and Hades. Those are all three great games, by the way. I didn't play Hades, but I played the first two. Both of them were on point. Okay, Commander brought up something interesting. Well, this is good for everybody here. That's what we're talking. Uh, really don't understand why the Monopoly laws aren't being taken into effect at all during the merger. Fuck welcome your to life! The market bang bang. enough. Yeah, welcome to 2022, bro. There's not been an antitrust case in such a fucking long time in America. <laughs> really think about it. When was the last antitrust law case that you can think of? 
fuck uh in the when monopolies yeah. were still a thing yeah this they're there but no one's using them and the thing is is that the ft um the ftc came out and they were like look we're gonna make a statement we don't we're gonna look into this merger stuff because we don't like it but i guarantee there's already lobbyists at work who are working their ass off to get this to push through one way or another it just is what it is like this is the current climate is that this merger is going to happen. I have no doubt. And there's no antitrust laws that are going to come up. And then it's, not, I guarantee in five years, five years after the original contracts run out from Sony and we're going to start seeing that it's literally going to be like the wild west. Sony games are not going to be allowed on Xbox. Eventually it's going to be a nightmare, dude. <laughs> going to be fucking going to be trash. <laughs> Like, yeah, I but that won't hurt Sony as much as Microsoft not allowing it on X. Uh, I don't think they care. Microsoft they're, not allowing it on Sony. They're already losing money, bro. They don't care. They're not making a profit Sony? on the Xbox Game Pass. They're not making a profit on Xbox. Oh, yeah, of they're, course. No, they, but they're going to make they a profit off of Sony. Here, bro, I don't think so. Think about it this way. You're going to buy. Imagine you were buying the next Call of Duty every year. Okay. But you have a Game Pass that's every month for fourteen dollars. Okay. That means you're literally getting Call of Duty for fourteen bucks, right? Like if well, you don't buy any month. other game for that month, if you don't got any other game for that month, the the Call of Duty is gonna be what for fourteen dollars? Plus, if like Call of Duty and Halo come out in the same month. Like for the new DLCs or whatever, that's still in the Game Pass. So you get two games for fourteen dollars. Yeah. Like th- Microsoft is making a huge like investment into it, and it's just like it is. I, I have to say it, it's genius, and it's just it's so smart, and I am so mad about it. But why <laughs> is it smart? It's like I said, you're getting you're getting games for cheap. No, but it's like cheap. the. But it's the dumbest business move ever because you're doing that at a loss every month. So, but you're month assuming over that every month. person that's who not, has that's it, you're a... constantly uses it. I guarantee you, there's people who are paying the hundred and sixty-eight dollars a year who don't have an adequate amount of games that they're buying for it. Yeah, I True. can show you mine. I've got like I'm not saying. Yeah, I'm not saying that. There's also those use cases, but regardless, if you look at the revenue statements, they're losing money every single month by running the Game Pass service. So. Adam, I hear what you're saying, but you're you're on to it. I want you to say it. I want you. I you're right fucking there, dude. Uh, bro. It's a it is a genius plan, but it's from a business perspective. It's losing the money, so it's okay. not smart business wise in the terms of revenue generating. But it is smart because you're right there. I can't. I can't. I can't say you're it. Right I don't know there. what it is. You're right there. I, I can give you. I, I don't know what it is because I it really fucks don't. the competition, which is good for money long term. But it's not fucking the competition. They're not selling the most consoles. Most players aren't on Xbox even with this. They're still not yes. winning. But they own again though. This is this is the foundation. Like right now, they're losing their month. They're losing money. You're completely right. Not everybody owns an Xbox, but on top of that, most people own a PC. So they're betting that gamers are going to eventually see something pop up on their their screen, right? But on top of that, if we just put all that to the side, they're still losing money every single day. That they run Xbox Game Pass. And on top of that, they're running even stupider stuff where they're just giving away Xboxes for $60 with the Game Pass. So they're literally just giving stuff away and they're really they're running it at a complete deficit. 
But the reason they're doing that is they're just going to undercut like Sony has to sell games at 60 to $70. They have to Capcom has to do the same thing. Nintendo has to say they have, they have to sell them because they don't have a market that they can do The Microsoft's the only market. They're like, fuck it. You want to go to, you want to go play on PS4? Here's 60 bucks or come over to Xbox game pass. You don't even have to have an Xbox play on your PC. It's $14. You can play any new game you want. We've got five drops this month. Here you go. Have them all. It's like $2 a fucking game. <laughs> Nobody can compete. And that's $14 a month out of 60. Who's to say you don't buy in-game microtransactions? Exactly, True. which is already owned by who? Microsoft. Like it's, you know, it's a Which fucking... is why they're going to make more money off of keeping games on Sony. I don't think because so. Because those man. larger player base are going to buy microtransactions. That's money straight into Sony's or uh, Microsoft's pocket. It is. No, I agree. I agree. I, so, I do. Again, I think it's a smart business move. I think it's they can run it at a deficit. The reason they can run it at a deficit is because they make so much money doing everything else with Microsoft. Whereas Sony literally has like the fucking Sony TV, some random Sony car they made in the 80s. And then, of course, their gaming and their media sources. Right. Nintendo literally Dude, just has I like fucking Mario, huh? I think you're overvaluing how good Game Pass is. It's great, but it was made out of desperation. Like, if I, I guarantee mm-hmm. you, if they had the market share Sony did, they wouldn't be like, "Here you go." Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I I think that they saw Stadia and then they came up with this, and they start. Remember how they started too? It was like Netflix. Remember Netflix started? They had like all these shitty shows and crappy like movies that you could get and they'd once in a while have like a decent movie that you could rent and now it's like all of the best movies are on there because netflix built that market share i think i think game Pass is in that spot where they started with like games that were like 10 years old there was like 300 of them but they're all 300 old fucking games so they didn't really have like this they had the same thing as netflix they just had old movies and old games but now with stadia flopping and then P- PlayStation had something very similar where they ran like 15 bucks a month. You can play whatever game you wanted. So Xbox like, hey, we're going to do the same fucking thing. Uh, the problem was PS4, PlayStation, they ran them off of old PS3s that they networked together. And it was a nightmare. Their rollout was terrible. So Xbox just crushed them. They crushed Stadia and then they crushed PlayStation in this market of Game Pass. And now it's just like, now they fucking run shit. <laughs> now they just bought Activision, probably with the money they made from Game Pass microtransactions. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of crazy. So um, I have to say this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I work at a grocery store, and we work. I work in the pickup department. Now, they... I can tell you right now, the pickup department in any grocery store, Kro- Kroger's is what I, where I work at, Mm-hmm. Uh, Target and Walmart, they all have their own pickup department. Guarantee you they're not getting any money from it. Hmm. I guarantee you. But a lot of people use it. A lot of people. I swear to God, we get over 200 orders a weekend. Oh, yeah. It is. And that's for just our region. Like, that's for just our district. There's hundreds upon hundreds of stores doing it. And the fact that, like, if Sony could take that leap and just do it they might have a way to fix it but the problem is they don't have that many games to follow suit with it Mm -hmm. and they don't have a big enough 
big enough pockets to try to regain that amount of money back. Yep. Their big money maker was going to be that service. Then they called it like PlayStation Live or PlayStation, PlayStation Now. Now, that's what it was. PlayStation Now. And it flopped. It flopped terribly. At one point, I mean, you it's can still only... out there. Yeah, it's still there. But it's, um, I remember at one point, I guess, when they first came out, like only a certain amount of people could be logged on, even if you were still playing monthly. <laughs> like, you... <laughs> it's ridiculous. It was a stupid system. It's still out there, like you said. But at the same time, I think, um, to Adam's point, Adam, I think stores came out with that, like Kroger, because stores like Wegmans does delivery. You know, I mean, they had to do something to compete against grocery stores who are willing to deliver groceries. You know what I'm saying? And now they, on top of that, now they have uh, DoorDash is also getting in on delivering groceries as well. Yeah. So there's definitely a market there. And I think I think that Xbox, it's not a new concept, but Xbox is delivered it the best way. But they also have the infrastructure that other gaming companies didn't have. Sony doesn't have the rights to pc and windows 10 you know what i'm saying like they don't have the infrastructure to build that in they don't they don't they just have the playstation that's all they got nintendo only has the switch or the game boy you know what i'm saying there's nothing for them they can build that on their back end but you still have to own one of those consoles whereas everybody and their mother owns pretty much a pc or a mac you know those are the only two main operating system we don't talk about linux because it's fucking linux so you know <laughs> it's what it is oh, but also yeah. like uh I'd say Nintendo, the only thing that truly like carries them is Mario and Zelda. Yeah. Those yeah. are the only two things that people really cling on to. Yep. I mean, like, I don't know if you guys saw uh, they're putting out Wii Sports on the Switch. Oh, that was that. a huge, that was a huge thing in my childhood. Huh. Like, I I would play Wii Sports with my parents and my friends all the time. And now that they're bringing it back to the Switch, that's flipping cool, which means that they're listening to the community, just right. like Xbox is. Yeah, if they were listening and to their community, they'd be fixing their online services. It's also true. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, I don't have a Switch, but if I'm really considering it now, to be honest. Right. One, I'm out of college, and two, it's just like, I would rather definitely want to play with my friends on a game that I've played my entire childhood, really. <laughs> right. No, it makes sense, man. I think it's um, it's just interesting. The, the whole thing's interesting, man. I think it's going to really come to a head in a couple years. We're going to have to see what Nintendo does. We're gonna, I think Sony's just beginning to buy things. I mean, I, th <clears throat> I really think they bought... I think they got the Bungie IP. I think they overpaid, honestly. Three point six billion. I think they overpaid for Destiny. I mean, no, because they're gonna get profits from Bungie as well as from all of the shit that they're gonna produce from multimedia in the long term. I think it's gonna pay off. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think they can recoup. I just think the initial upfront. It's kind of. I wonder what they're gonna do. First and foremost, with Bungie's new influx of cash, I wonder what Bungie's gonna make. You know, which would be interesting. Well, they like I mean, doubled their size. Yeah. Yeah, maybe so some actual story missions. Maybe the Destiny Three. Can't relate. I <laughs> can't relate. That's not um, gonna happen. I don't know, man. It'd be interesting. I mean, I'm just interested to see what Bungie's gonna do with that kind of capital and what kind of media Sony's 
like the media, the Sony media group is giant. Like they're huge. They're one of the biggest media producers out there with music, TV and shows and, 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 um, whatever the fuck it's called, um, movies. But, um, I'm interested to see what kind of content they think they can make with Bungie. I'm guessing it's going to have to be some kind of destiny lore series or maybe something completely out of left field. Like, does yeah. Bungie still own give, any, give any my break? name is Bife a break? Yeah, right. <laughs> Actually, make a lore series like, but a, can you imagine a Destiny show? Yeah. Like, what would that look like? I could. I oh, bro, it, it has to be animated. Yeah, it has to be animated. Has to be animated. Yep. Um. Ah, I don't know. It has, it has to really connect to the lore really well. Either that, mm. or they're gonna make a prequel show. Where it's like gonna talk about the golden age and then the dark, like the beginning of the dark ages. Uh, Ooh, that makes sense. In Destiny. I mean, they had the live action. Remember, uh, for the longest time when Destiny One came out, they had the live action like uh, advertisements. You guys remember those? Those were dope. I love those. Uh, they could do oh, live yeah. action for the most part. It would still look pretty good. Like a mixture of live action and CGI would be sick. Mm-hmm. Kind of similar to what they're doing with Halo. Yeah, so. they, um, I even thought about this one. What if they did the slums of the city of Destiny? Mm, like, they yeah, went I can see that to like the I don't know, non Guardian POV, not pretty much, yeah, just like kind of like how the Mandalorian is played right now. They're not following the main, uh, the main, um, Jedi or something like that. They're following two ca- characters who we've never seen before, right? Right, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think that. I can imagine, I love the slums idea. The slums idea would be dope. Like, imagine you're in the last city, you're in the slums, and it could be like an origin story of some character that we know. Maybe like Ikora Ray or something. You know, like, there'd be a story of Ikora, or I think they could just nail it with a Cade 6 show of all of his shenanigans, bro. They could kill it. They'd be like there the Mandalorian. Be way too many people with way too many expectations. I do agree with that too. I think that's it'd be they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. I think it'd be sweet is if they did right before the collapse, that would make a lot of sense. Like right before the collapse would be sick. Yeah, um that's what I'm like trying to figure out is like what is the conflict there? Like the golden age was like the pinnacle of humanity. Like people were able to go to space and uh do a bunch of like space travel and stuff like that. Right. But that like if you do it like Right when the, right when the golden age was ending and the dark ages was was just beginning, that's when I think the p- point would be absolutely perfect in trying to explain what happened. Yeah, that would, that would be, be good. It would make a lot of sense. So like, right before the traveler stopped talking and was you know was it was before it broke and all that kind of stuff. Right before the wall, the war of the wall with the Helsinki. All there's tons of lore. I think that there's plenty for them to work off of. Um. Or like how the hive began, because the hive lore is crazy as shit. So there's so many things they can go yeah, build into, really, if they wanted it to. Is like so much stuff they can like. Yeah, do, like Marvina was on. asking too, is if uh, if EA is gonna be bought out next? I think I still think no, EA is no, too big. No, yeah. EA is too big. Yeah, way too big. Forza is single-handedly the biggest microtransaction generator. And, and on top of that, uh, uh, FIFA. FIFA. FIFA is the number one 
Well, isn't uh, it, or, yeah, like, FIFA, not Forza. I'm sorry. Yeah, isn't FIFA. FIFA. Um, isn't FIFA like wanting to leave EA or something like that? I don't think they can. They've been doing it forever. Madden and FIFA have literally been with them since the 80s. Well, yeah. Madden, not so much. They're finally getting rebooted. Mad. Well, yeah. I mean, they they came out with a new Madden game for like every year.